Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Nigel Antilly. And this is Dark Side of the Moon. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. I am vengeance. Yeah. All right, Noel, we're back for another episode, but we're not back alone. This we're time, not? we brought our own Cape Crusader along with us, and that is beige motherfucking Benford. We're going to talk about the Batman the gothiest, gothamest motherfucker mm. this world has ever seen. I actually really enjoyed it. It's a really cool fucking detective noir, but Beige, tell the folks who you are, what you do, and why you wanted to come and talk about Batman today. I look like a gay superhero. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, uh, I'm Beige from the ROC. That's Return of the Critics, if you don't know what the fucking acronym is, which you mm. should. Um, but yeah, uh, I love Batman. I've loved Batman since I was a little kid. Um, I have the bat symbol tattooed on my bicep yeah your bicep well it's the size of a bicep your penis <laughs> and then uh it's a I monster wanted name, i wanted to name one of my kids bruce but my wife wasn't going for it so yeah they got shitty names but whatever. <laughs> bruce is a weak ass name you're a weak ass yeah. name <laughs> bruce wayne bruce campbell yeah, I didn't say the guys are weak. The Bruce is just weak. It's just a weak ass name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you you're the only guy we could have had on for this. The mm. the, 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 the uh, true Batman fanatic. Um, but so tell me this. Paint me a picture. I don't know how much of this film you knew going in. Um, that the trailers that I watched were very like you know setting the scene but not really setting the story something in the way <laughs> so uh, so beige beige gets his ticket and he walks in and he sits down and what was the experience like was it everything uh, the experience was um i nerd orgasmed all over myself mm, deep orgasms uh, like it dude it was just how many times have you seen a comic book movie open like that to yeah. where it's just creepy yeah and then to add into it, when they actually start talking about Batman, is like you honestly don't know where he's coming out of, mm. and that's the whole aesthetic of this film. Is just like anytime that there's a shadow or you hear those boots, mm. and you know you hear those boots, and it's just like you get that little bit of a chill. The bat signal is not just a signal; it's a warning. Yeah, because when he's coming, he's not coming to stop you from doing crime; he's coming to hurt you. Mm, so yeah. next time you do do crime, it's more of a should I do this or not? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the aesthetic for me, where it was just like, this isn't Batman, where it's campy or whatever. It's grounded to a point where like Batman doesn't know how to pull a punch. Yeah, no. Like the Green Arrow in the first couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when it was good, shit out of people. But but you know, like I actually just think on your point. Um, but you know when he goes to investigate the the first murder, the the, the mayor candidate that was dirty gets Mayor Mitchell. Ma- Mayor Mitchell. Um, he gets yeah. murdered by the Riddler really early on, and uh, Batman's going in to investigate it. And uh, but he has to just walk up the stairs dressed like Batman and walk by the cops. It's actually even slightly off, but that's what it would be. Batman, yeah. it wouldn't, you wouldn't always, it wouldn't be Batman forever. Now I'm over or, here. You no, know, it's like everything just seems, yeah, now I'm over here. Like, it wouldn't be like, you know, everything just seems to have a purple and orange glow and you get yeah. to drop in from a skylight and and smoke bombs and stuff. No, like sometimes mm. you literally, like when, or when he shows up at the Penguins Club, do you know who I am? And yeah. just kicks no. and just literally beats the shit out of people till he gets to the Yeah, just, just I love that. Going down, just beating the crap out of people. 
And then when the dude tries to shoot him, he just throws the fucking gun at him. Or the bat at him. Yeah. Throws the bat at his fucking head. Just, <laughs> where were my batarangs, beige? They're in his chest. Like, they took no, out one that, and he cut the thing, but I want Yeah, that that one mm. is based off that that was that was the gun that killed his parents. I forgot it. it was melted down and turned into a knife, but the plate sticks in there until he pulls it out, which is awesome because people didn't people are like, Oh, where's all his batarangs? I'm like, This is Batman year two. Yeah, and doesn't have all those gadgets. That's why he has that mm. big ass utility thing on him. That's why he has that thing on his leg because he has to use all that shit. It's practical. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a fucking bat belt where he's pulling the bat, out. The Batmobile was an extremely like. Yeah, and I'm, I'm saying you have to compare it to Batmobiles. So when I say an extremely practical car, it was an extremely practical car based on what um, um, Michael Keaton had. Yeah. Based on what Christian Bale had. Oh, the Tumbler was a car. No, look, it was a real world car. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm just saying that. Like it was like specially engineered, like behind closed doors, Wayne Tech manner, yeah. and it had like yeah. all of this. Like it had a bike built into it. It had like really heavy, duty cannon weapons that could yeah. take out a bridge, uh, a pillar of a bridge. Uh, yeah. Now this had nothing like that. This was an extremely powerful car that would get the fucking job done. And everything about this was, it was enough to get the job done. He was just, yeah. and it, it was going to be pretty. And that's what I really loved about this. Because yeah, there was nothing pretty. pretty. He took, like, when he takes on three guys, he's going to kick your ass because he's trained like crazy. Uh, but he's going to take damage because he's a human being and you have six fists and he only has two. Like Daredevil. I loved that. But yeah, yeah, like Daredevil. Daredevil, that, that scene where he's walking up the hall and he kicks everyone's ass, but gets yeah. his ass kicked. Because even though he's the best fighter by a million miles, you're taking on 20 guys. That's what it would look like. Mm. Uh, I love that. that. That's my favorite thing about the film. Yeah, that car gave me Christine vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He just started up. Like, and people were afraid. Like, the penguin was afraid. Other than the guys were afraid. Even, like, uh, Gordon was afraid because he didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm. And then to see that car light up and just go was just fucking amazing. Jeffrey Wright and Scarden made perfect sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that, every, every, I remember everyone shit on that casting, though. Mm. They're like, why, like, why would you cast him as Jim Gordon? Like, doesn't make any sense. You know, this going forward, you know, why not keep uh, J.K. Simmons there? But J.K. Simmons wouldn't have made sense. Jeffrey Wright's a better actor than J.K. Simmons no. for that role. Oh. Yeah, for that role. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. We'd like to point out that nobody is having a go at these actors. They're great actors. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Wright, he, he just has that the way he interacts was, with characters. Like was, in every movie he's in, he's so smooth. He has this unassuming but still strong charisma, like a yeah. strong, intelligent presence, and so well spoken. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. He's got yeah, he's got a lovely timber to his voice, mm. and he could so, so that seriousness that being in an extremely corrupt police department. Yeah. Just, he, I don't know. He carry, He seemed to carry the weight of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to talk about Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, Aussie. <laughs> he, he, he did so good that they turned, he got himself a HBO show mm. because he did so good as, as the penguin and transformed so well that HBO, like, I guess like some exec saw the movie before everybody else. And they talked about it, I guess, for like a week, and then greenlit a penguin show on HBO Max. And Matt Reeves is uh, producing it as well, isn't he? Yep. Well, he's producing that, and I guess because of how good the movie was, they're producing an Arkham, an Arkham Asylum show instead of a Gotham PD show. Mm. Yeah, because so like Gotham PD's been done, hasn't it? Kind of a yeah. Gotham, you know. True. You know, and I think maybe that's what they looked at. Maybe they're just kind of like, fuck it, let's let's not retread all ground. 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, look how captivating these villains really are. Like, you know, we only got to see a small bit of Barry Keown's Joker, but we got to see a lot of Paul Dano's Riddler. We got to see a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but we got to see a good chunk of Colin Farrell's Penguin that they're like, okay, we've got really solid actors in these uh, roles and none of them are dead. Like, you know what I mean? Colin Farrell, they're all still around. So they're probably like, let's not retread all ground. Gotham covered the whole genesis of Gotham PD becoming from a normal police department to dealing with these over-the-top vigilantes. And even though it's not an amazing show, it did cover a lot of important ground. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the genesis of a lot of these characters that maybe they're just like, let's just do something different. Let's just fucking put them all in the same asylum. And you could look at like the Arkham Asylum games and the Arkham Asylum uh, uh graphic novels, long Halloween, stuff like that, where you have plenty of inspiration where you can just kind of build a story around that and have it slightly different. Yeah. So from what I saw is um, they've already cast Harvey Dent. So Harvey Dent is going to be in the Arkham series on HBO and transition into the into the next Batman movie. That's great because then it's yeah. done for you. Yeah. yeah. I love the fact that they could do all this stuff and not have it eat minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big feature that is the film I, I'm going to tell you something that I thought was interesting at the very end of that film where it's clear for half a second I thought it was uh, Harvey Dent in the next cell because I thought one side of, of the Joker's face was mm-hmm. all messed up So, yeah. but, just, but then he said like something about like the people see you as a clown and there's worse things to be and I was like okay no scratch, yeah, scratch he's, that. Uh, watching but, thing from his movie yeah 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 that's it yeah which is, which is I, I don't want them to cycle back to that movie like I want if that because there's a bunch of iterations of the Joker. Let that be an iteration of the Joker. Like Sheila, it doesn't have to come back to anything. Yeah. Well, my partner Sheila actually kind of like we were both watching the film. We watched it with Vinny and his partner Ryan. Uh, but we, she said to me, and I, I, I can't say I completely disagree. I can't say I completely agree. But she goes, "Who's that in the next cell?" I said, "It's the Joker." And she goes, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" She's just, we've done the Joker. We've done the joke. Two Oscars have been given to the fucking Joker. And if Jack Nicholson had got one, I wouldn't have been surprised because he did a phenomenal joke. The Joker is an amazing character. Maybe the, the, the pent ultimate bad guy in comic books for me. Forget your Thanos and everything. It's Joker. I'll always be a Joker guy. But the Joker has been done. And Batman has, Batman and Spider Man, hands down, have the best rogues gallery. Hands mm-hmm. down. And I, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I don't think she's completely wrong. I don't think that there, there isn't like something to be said for like going against the grain a little bit. But I suppose you have to give people what they want. And Batman's the opposite side of his but playing like, is since, the Joker. Not since the that. 90s, like we've had like four or five Jokers. Like it's, it's ridiculous. We've had Jack no, Nicholson, was... we've had uh, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and now we have Barry Keown. You know what I mean? And, and we've like, had um, Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. In, in all the animated movies and all the animated movies and the games, the Arkham yeah. games, they've all featured or like Joker or Joker adjacent, where he's kind of in there somewhere. Well, Barry's so. not going to. They already said Barry's not going to be. He said that Barry is going to be in the second movie, but you're going to see him the same amount of time as so, this, the first same movie. For the, same for the third yeah. movie. Or yeah, he's not. Or? He's not. So he's. So he did something that they're still not going to address. Why he's still locked up. And they, I don't, they, all the thing they said is that the reason why his head and his face is, so he has a disease where he can't stop smiling yeah, or face deformity. So they're either saying he either tried to fix his face and that's what happened to it, or they're going to go old school one, acid. With, you know, where he falls in the acid. So that's why his face, but the Batman is the one where, who drops him in it. He doesn't fall. Batman drops him in it because he had done something horrible. 
And that's why he's in Arkham. So you still like I think they're not going to bust their nut on the Joker. And I think it's going to be HBO shows and then the movie and then HBO shows and then the movie. Yeah, kind of what Marvel are doing. Yeah. But Marvel's not doing it right, though. They're, oh. they're not. Marvel are the absolute god tier of planning ahead and building. Yeah. Like, if yeah, you look over, like, with movies, but not with shows. Because as you've seen with shows, they haven't been able to do it because they tried it with the Mutants one, with the, and that didn't work because the movie came out and it was fucking dog shit. Um, they don't want you see that they took blood out of shit like they took blood out of the um, out of their shows now. Oh, that's only for some markets, though. It's probably a chain in places. Yeah, well, they're doing it for the, for the U.S. one for oh, really? um, for, for Moon Knight. Boo. Oh, boo. That's my point. Like they're taking but you see my point. Like, I guess Moon Knight isn't going to try and transition into any movie. Yeah. And neither is She-Hulk or um but they like, appear in the movies though. They might appear in the movies, but like WandaVision, that's a one and done. They're not they're not doing another C season of it. I know, but like that was all about to build Wanda's uh character in between um Endgame and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So instead of losing 30 minutes of a movie and building her character there, just like we're going to give her a TV series and everybody yeah, knows where she's at. There. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't, like I told you guys before, Marvel to me, they color with the same four crayons. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, seeing this Batman, you know, seeing Aquaman um, gives me a little bit, and seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League shows you that. DC is grittier and darker. I mean, seeing the Batman just like nails that, you know, thing home. Yeah. Oh, DC are definitely grittier and darker, but they haven't been as successful as a tying an integrated universe together in the same way Marvel has. Because, like, if you look at the successes, like in all the movies you named out, they're all so different than one another that, like, Aquaman has got a completely different tone than um, Batman, like uh, Zack Snyder's interpretation of Batman is completely different than Matt Reeves. But like, and then at the same time, you have, uh, what's his face, uh, Ezra Miller's The Flash. And at the same time, you got Grant Gustin's The Flash on TV. And for casuals, I just think that is such a mess. Like for us, we can read through the lines. We're like, yeah, Ben Affleck's playing him here. Robert Pattinson's playing him here. And you have two different people playing the same character at the same time. But for casuals, it's just too much and it's too messy. And that's the issue. Like, it's just not coherent enough with the DC things. And like, I, I'm totally up for them saying, okay, we can't do the Marvel thing. Let's do our own thing. And we yeah. get, we get like three Batson movies that I'm totally cool with that. Like, um, and it can be completely separate and doesn't need to have a Superman. It can be completely rounded, uh, grounded, sorry, but it shouldn't coexist at the same time as Ben Affleck playing Batman. There should not be, two actors playing the same character at any given time because that just shows DC don't have the same depth of characters as Marvel, you know? I think it's multiverse, and I think they're going to go at it the way that the animation goes at it. So you're going to have three Batman. You're mm. going to have Keaton. You're going to... They already said it. There's Keaton is a, is, is a Batman. Battinson, you know, Robert Pattinson, he is, you know, the Batman going forward, and Affleck is the nightmare Batman. Yeah. Applic is uh, deep steeped in the world of magic and aliens yeah, and yeah, yeah flashpoint. So, yeah, so flashpoint, flashpoint and all that yeah, kind of so stuff. He's gonna yeah. be the one stuck in the you know the flashpoint, the whatever. So whatever he does, that's gonna be him right there. Keaton is gonna be the older statesman Batman who is I think Earth One or Earth Two, and then you have Pattinson, and then Supergirl is gonna be the one taking over for Henry Cavill in uh in the new one going forward. Right. He so did get fair shake, be, I think. Yeah, she's going to be Supergirl, and that's going to be, you know, 
even though Supergirl, which people a lot of people don't know, is stronger than she absorbs light quicker. She yeah. absorbs sunlight quicker, so she has uh, uh, edges on Superman. Definitely. But, yeah. but we just had a Supergirl for like four or five seasons. This this is my issue. Like you know, like they're going oh, yeah. to they're going to recast yeah. Melissa Benoist. Like you know, it's it just it just shows once again they don't really have the depth of characters. They're just reusing the same characters over and over again. I think I think WB having their I think those guys getting fired from Warner Brothers is what's turned all this stuff the right way. Because all those dudes are just just trying just trying to get paid, yeah. Like we're gonna collect a check, just push the movie out. It doesn't matter if it's crap, fucking go for it. But yeah, it, this movie was definitely to, to circle it back. Um, I think this movie was definitely not crapped out. This movie had a great deal of care put into it. But if there was one thing I didn't love, um, I thought that like kind of uh, the Bruce Wayne. Robert Patterson's Bruce Wayne reminds yeah. me of myself after Kurt Cobain killed himself. Which <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out in my room. They got the... <laughs> I don't care. I don't even care if I ever die. He's emo. He's yeah. emo. And I mean, I was 11 when, like, so I wasn't like this all new, but I was just like, yeah. I don't care about anything now. I just want to listen to my records. You know, like, yeah, and I was yeah. like, dude, you're like, spo- like ah. I, I thought that too, but do you guys remember, like, who has he been able to be around? Yeah, no, there, there's there's nobody, so he's essentially been by himself or with Alfred, and you, and Alfred even said, "I can teach you how to fight. I can teach you how to mend your, your, yourself. I can't teach you these other things. You know, these people skills." Mm. So I think that's what it is. He doesn't know how to show emotion. You saw his only emotion being shown was to either, you know, Catwoman or to Alfred. Yeah. And that was it. He just beat the shit out of everybody else or was just like super short with everybody else. Yeah, his relationship with Catwoman in this was next level. Like they oh, their yeah. chemistry, their, like their chemistry is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the way the movie was shot, the scenes together as well. It was like I don't know who did the cinematography this no. Um, do you know? Um the way this cinematography, movie... no, not enough yeah. clue. But it did. It did flow really, really beautifully. And I like the fact that they just they didn't fuck around a Catwoman. She just happens to be a, a woman who is, I don't know, probably has a background in, um, what's the word, gymnastics and stuff like that, and has trained herself because she's a girl, a, an attractive young woman living in Gotham, how to take care of herself. And she just, she went, her fight scene, she was just extremely capable. Every move she made seemed coordinated. It wasn't uh, it wasn't silly or something, you know. It didn't seem like she was trying to jump off the walls, and I don't know because we've seen Catwomen before, and Michelle Pfeiffer was a great Catwoman, but I didn't really get what they were going for. Like, did she have nine lives, or what was the deal there? And then you had, of course, Halle Berry's yeah. superhero Catwoman. So it was nice to just see Catwoman as a girl, a, a woman who knows Anne Hathaway. Take... Yeah, she was a oh, Anne Hathaway. Thank you. Uh, Anne Hathaway, but she was a cat burglar living in Gotham. So she is extremely capable of taking care of herself. And yeah. uh, I thought that was, I, I, I like that kind of, um, that version of her, I have to say. Yeah, one thing I really liked about it was like uh, everybody seems to forget um, in a lot of uh, the other Batman movies is that he is the world's greatest detective. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and that's what the one I loved about it was that it reminded me of movies like Zodiac or reminded me of TV shows like My, uh, Mindhunter and it, like it were or even Seven, where like you had this kind of weird interactions with the killer and the killer himself was like like if anyone's seen Seven, John Doe's relationship with David Mills played by Brad Pitt, like is is the backbone of the movie. This weird obsession he has with him in the same way Paul Dano has this weird obsession with Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman for two totally different reasons because he doesn't understand person obviously but um 
that that's what I love about that. I had this weird emotional uh, uh, connection, the uh, Batman and um, the Riddler, and like, and it was played really, really well with the the different fucking um, uh, the riddles and the clues and uh, the detective aspect of it that he was leaving this kind of trail of breadcrumbs from to, to follow. And while Batman was thinking he was kind of solving the, the crime, and even though he kind of was solving the case, not in the same way he was kind of giving the Riddler everything he wanted because he didn't realise that whilst, playing, whilst he was solving the case that he was also playing the Riddler's game. And that's what I loved about it, that they had this, it was a classic kind of cat and mouse detective story, but the detective aspects of it were really well done. Yeah, Paul Dano as the Riddler was perfect casting. And the crazy thing about that is he, was, he went out for Batman. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Pattinson went out for Batman. Pattinson got the call. Dano was like kind of distraught about it. He got a call. He said like 20 minutes later, like, hey, we want you to play this. Hmm. And he hmm. jumped all over it. And, you know, it's kind of like the Heath Ledger, uh, um, Christian Bale thing. They both went for Batman. Christian Bale. Or Loki. Same deal. Loki, too. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Like, Nicholas Holt nearly got to the guy who played Beast in the newer X-Men movies. He would have been an interesting Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah, that would have been interesting. Pattinson's better though, I think, because he's more range. Like, like one thing, like when I heard uh, he was going to be cast as Batman, obviously like everybody, we all made fun of it. But then when you see the body of work he did in between that time the announcement was made, um, when Batman came out, I think everybody was just like, well, okay, let's see how it goes. Because like we're like, okay, he's actually a good actor. You know what I mean? He's putting himself yeah. out there. Like he made that movie with Tom Holland where he's like this like fucking preacher oh, or some shit. Dude, um, that movie's rough. That movie's rough as fuck. And he did The Lighthouse yeah. with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and like, awesome. You know, so... Gold it, Rush. Uh, Gold sorry. Rush. Gold Rush. Is that the movie with Matt McConaughey? No? Yeah. And Tenet. Oh, Tenet is a trash movie. Uh. Trash movie. Sorry. But I wanted to like it. It makes no sense. No, the movie makes no sense. It's it's utter dog shit. Yeah. But the acting he does and the acting Denzel Washington's son does kind of makes up up for for the crap that was that movie that made no fucking sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Like, they, they, they looked good. A tenant yeah. look good, but made Looked exactly good. it's like what you say, it made absolutely no sense. Like, you know what I mean? It got it's so high concept that I had no concept. You know what sure. I mean? Like, um, but like I just think that like with all everyone's lowered expectations initially with him getting cast as Batman and then him showing the world how good of an actor he's become in the last few years. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. No, I just sent it to you. Yeah. All right. He, he, I'm not changing it. He goes, change, <laughs> he's like, change Beige's name to Black Man. Black Man. Boo. Boo. But um, yeah, like I just think he did such a good fucking job uh, being Batman. Like I know that Bruce Wayne for me, I thought it wasn't as good, but he looked so good in the suit. Like he really did in those scenes. You could feel his intensity. Like and all the the, the lowered expectations, and then even though they were slightly heightened when we saw what he could do in the meantime, that he just really filled the suit really well. And like even though the, the I'm vengeance thing was almost was as bad as fucking Evil dies tonight. 
But like, you know, it, it was it was cool at the first time I heard it. But the other 16 times they said I'm vengeance or call him vengeance or Mr. Vengeance or vengeance vengeancey for the whole yeah. fucking movie, it kind of grated on me a bit because none of those people heard him say I'm vengeance at the start of the movie. Just put that yeah. out there. Um, I, I assume he said it to some like criminals and a few I criminals. I think that's what happened that's... too. I think he said it to enough people are beating the shit out of them. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, like, who are you? It's like in the first Batman movie with uh, Keaton. Mm. He's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure he said it to a bunch of fucking villains. So that got around where it's just like, oh, that's fucking Batman. So, you know, I think that's what happened with Pattinson. I'm that movie watching like Paul Dano in the in the scene where he gets caught. Yeah, in the diner. They're in the jail cell. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have a we have a thing on the RLC right now going back and forth with me and Gentleman Rob where Gentleman Rob thinks that the Riddler knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Oh, he hundred percent knows. You think he knows? Oh yeah. Oh god, Josh. He sent he sent a package to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he know he does. He no, it does. I know yeah, and he has no. the Batman thing and it's fireproof. He, 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 he puts the Batman knows? No, he doesn't know because he sends the he Batman uh, he sends that envelope to every victim. Yeah, yeah and, and I was it's always to the Batman. It's always for the Batman to find. So the so the letter wouldn't burn up. Mm. Yeah. No, but I I I, I do because if that... he wouldn't have done that, Noel, if he thought like if there was the same person, like he wanted but you remember all the clues that like though you're at the center of this. But no, he thought he was gonna kill that Bruce. Is, helping. But yeah, he, he, he was gonna team up with him or something. Well, no, no he he believes yeah, so that's what it is. He believes that he's Batman's sidekick or Batman's his sidekick, whichever way you want to go with it. Or Batman had just not seen the full picture, but when he does. Yeah. yeah, no, so but he equals. He definitely doesn't think they're the same person, though, because otherwise, right? Because yeah, he, no, he would have. He thought he was going to kill Bruce Wayne, but yeah, he left a clue for Batman to find. Yeah, so when he says, "We got everybody, we got everybody except for Bruce." Yeah, we 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 got them all. Bruce Wayne was the only one we couldn't get, but it's okay. And he looks at him. He just and that you can see that sigh of relief to where he's just like, "Oh, you don't know who I am. All right, I don't have to come in there and try to fucking kill you." Like that, yeah, you know, he does all Bruce. Yeah, Paul Dano is so good in this movie, man. Yeah, when he can't how did Paul that? Dano think he was going to be Batman? He's got the roundest face I've <laughs> ever had. He's, I mean, put he on, went for it. he's put on weight. I mean, he though. went for it. Can't you can't blame the guy for you know trying? Oh no, absolutely. But the whole thing, you need the chin. Like you need a chain. It can't like the guy yeah. literally has the most perfect yeah. circular head. I've that's ever why seen. like Nicholas Holt and Robert Pattinson, apart from being good actors, that's why they were the last two guys, uh, like one, two, the last guys that were going for it because of the chin, the jawline. You have to look good in the suit, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised Holt didn't get picked up for like Harvey Dent, or I mean, he might have, mm. or you know, because he has that same kind of jaw. That you know, or maybe hushed. Nightwing too old, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that's too old because mm. Nightwing would have to be like Robin like, first, yeah. And plus, Nightwing would have to be, let's say, they're saying Pattinson's 27 as Batman in in that thing, so Nightwing would only be probably 13 at that point, yeah. I suppose, yeah. You're talking two so more movies younger, so I mean, I would like to see Nick Nicholas Holt like redeem himself from uh, from the shit show that was uh, X Men, but you know. Uh, the Days of Future Past and um, First Class, I thought, were solid movies. I thought First Class was good. Yeah, I liked it. I like Days of Future Past. Some some of the some of the action. I liked I liked Days of Future Past. And I love First Class. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
Too, uh, too much. Much of Vaughn was it? He did both those movies. No, Brain oh, Singer no, did. Yeah. Brain Singer did Days of Future Past. Yeah, and he's just gone from strength to strength, and everyone loves him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do actually have to say, you're. I suppose that one thing I didn't take into account when I'm kind of reviewing this in my head that Beige did because he watched it 24 times <laughs> is six times, <laughs> six times. Is Love that um? Me. This is still a Batman who's learning his way, but it also stands to reason that's still a Bruce Wayne. That's learning his way uh, mm-hmm. that he knows maybe to play the game as Batman. He might have to learn how to play the game as Bruce Wayne. Like maybe the Wayne Industries can help Batman. And the best way to do that is have a seat at the table of Wayne Industries. Like Christian Bale. Christian Bale had to do the same thing in Batman Begins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe I jumped the gun a little bit when I'm saying, but he did. He just like, I mean, it's undeniable. When you have Nirvana, something in the way playing three times, I think, before. And sometimes they had those first two notes like, doom. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it was undeniably got that gothic emo feel. But I, I yeah. did think, like, when he was Bruce Wayne, I don't care what happens to me, I yeah. don't care if I can't make a change. And I was like, yeah. dude, dude, yeah, I thought he was a better Batman than he was Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. yeah, because you know, like, Bruce Wayne would show up at the party with the two girls on his arms, and he would because he needs everyone to think that he's he doesn't give a shit about anything, yeah, because he's Air- the one guy that would never save the city. Exactly. He's the one guy that wouldn't save the city. He shows up at the galas and he donates a million dollars every mm. year, even though he doesn't pay any taxes. You know what I mean? Like just typical yeah. billionaire bullshit. Like the way um, Chris Bale was like, oh, I got the whole ballet to come on my yacht and all these things, many things. Yeah. I bought the hotel or some shit because he really like because Michael Caine taught him in Batman Begins. You have to make it as Bruce Wayne as well. Like you can't just be Batman. Bruce Wayne has to survive too. He has to live. Yeah. It's all about the Wayne legacy. You want to create your own legacy as Batman. That's all well and good. Do that. Do your thing at night. But during the day, you have to represent as Bruce Wayne. And that's one thing I did. I think I know uh, Beige spoke about yeah, him being more introverted in this, and it's a good, it's a really good point. But I just think that maybe they didn't show enough of him as Bruce Wayne or just that he didn't show enough as Bruce Wayne. I just thought like when he was in the suit and when he was Batman, he had this kind of cold uh, psychopathy about him almost that it really, really fitted. He fitted the role and he... He was Batman. He wasn't Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that as kind of like this. This is actually the real you and the real you, that's the mask. (laughs) Like, you know, like... You know, well, he's been I mean, in the superhero age for quite a while. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so that has to be like, he's only been Batman for two years. Two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah. He hasn't learned how to be, you know, Bruce Wayne yet. Yeah. So he's he's fully engulfed in Batman. He's fully Batman. Of course. Yeah, he's not Bruce Wayne. Bruce, mm, like I, he even says in the movie, he's like, well, you're going to lose everything. I don't give a shit about that. Like, I have this. Down yeah. Here. This is what but I But you care. might even lose this. I mean, how, how you know what I mean? You can't. You want you well, even have your. I mean, if he loses all his money, he still has you know. But I do like that they showed how he was building the Batmobile down there. Yes. How like they showed yeah. the engine apart. How they showed like the exhaust and the transmission that's out there and laid laid out of him building it to a point where it's not just like oh we have Lucius Fox building all your shit and you're mm. like I was one old black dude building all this shit for you. He's a genius. And no, Morgan like, Freeman. I would love to see a Lucius Fox as like Jamie Fox. Mm, yeah, he'd be a good guy because they're both named Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too, I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah. no, I see it. Plus, now, he's yeah. young and he would be able to play it to a point where he's like just, 50. So okay, Freeman's like 90. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have to say, the only thing that he had, uh, like I know the flight suit that he gets at the top of the building, squirrel suit, the squirrel, okay, squirrel suit. Um, but, um, but the only thing he had that would be high tech like was the grappling hook 
like an actual grappling hook that can shoot it's not enough deck. pressure. Oh, but have you ever have you ever seen actually? Did you ever see the uh, Mythbusters? We actually tried to make one to actually have that much condensed gas in a small enough container to shoot a grappling hook that high and be able to lift the weight of a person is actually something that we we would have no idea how to do. You yeah. know, it's it, like do that. Soldiers was actually, not have grappling hooks. Not, not you know. Do you see where he escaped? Grappling guns. Yeah, oh, no, they do. No, but you're talking about something like the way he escaped the police uh, precinct. He yeah. shot up like X amount of floors, and it just sipped them up. No, no, that 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 shit isn't isn't our, around. Our, like, our just... grappling hooks, or for military that I know of, is those things like it it'll shoot up, but essentially you're using more strength to climb up. Yeah, and it's pulling you up. Like oh, it's and... all in that release, but yeah, yeah, and even yeah, and so to. So that release like jolts you a little bit up, but you have to pretty much pull yourself up. Yeah. It's not like how Noah's saying where he shoots and it brings him up. Like it's essentially pulling his whole body weight up with, with it. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually, it's obviously, and it's hit something with enough impact as opposed to the grappling hook where you shoot it over a wall and yeah. it grabs onto the wall. This it's, thing, like anything it hits, it just seems to be able to just zip him away. Like that, that was high tech. That Everything else was, I, I, Everything else was very, very... Is the technology not identical to, like, a tone cable, though? Like, do you know when you're towing something and you have that, you can wind it back up by pressing a button? Yeah, I'm just saying that the, all of that handheld, mm. like, handheld. Yeah. Enough enough gas compression and enough uh, of, uh, enough mechanical uh, kind of components to pull, to, to A, release the grappling hook, and B, pull your entire body weight up in yeah. the palm of your hand. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I can say that you can't put it in the palm of your hand. Yes, yeah. that would be extreme high tech. Everything else was kind of like they, they really they stripped them down. They had the little bomb kind of things and they had stuff that I expected them to have. But yeah. I liked it. I did. I did like it. I liked the Batman. That it's it, it's not like the Arkham games where you drop down and you just press like you know a button to dodge and then you take the bat off them and beat them to death. With yeah, it, yeah. You know, well, you not know. to death. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was called detective yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. They're alive. They're alive. PG yeah. rating. <laughs> but like one thing I really liked about uh, the bat suit itself was how it actually looked like body armor. Yeah. Like, it didn't just look like a Batman suit. It's just like it was like okay, the, uh, he had the whole pointy ears or whatever, and he had the bat symbol. But the suit itself looked like it was made out of body armor, like it was Kevlar or something like that. Like that, it actually looked really durable. Um, but one thing that kind of confused me: what were the things on his wrist? Were they part of the squirrel suit? Somebody suggested. I think it might have been Rain. You or Rain that suggested that. Thing. I didn't suggest it. You know, no. like that. You know, the, when the suit actually zips up, obviously that entire thing had to be. But to me, at first, I thought, oh, they they, they shoot spikes. They, are they part of the grappling hook? Mm. And I seen it like he uses it to, you know, like when he's fending for himself. Um, but like it's it, the it block stuff, so fancy. It? Yeah, but no, but it's too much. There was too like many gauntlets? components. It looked like there was sure. too many components for it to be just that. Base, you've seen it. Yeah, they're blocking. Yeah, they're for blocking. And if you notice, when he shot out and hit the twins in the legs and hit the other guys when yeah. they were on top of the uh, ceiling thing, that's what that's for. So if you notice, when he used it, it was missing too. Oh, so like darts, are they, dude? So, so they're darts. They they shoot out. That's what he's shooting at you. Oh, so when he cool. puts his arm, I just like thought this. he used his grappling hook on the second twin no. that came around the corner. No, so he shot and then he pulls them forward, and then that's what he slipped under. Because he, he used three of them, three or four, when he came from the roof. And he used two on the twins. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, no, because like I was wondering what they were. Because do you think this is going to be the early stages of the, the really famous Batman gauntlets where they kind of they flare out at the edges and you can use that shit to fire shit off? I don't off think or... he's going to do the flare all the way out. He might do a little bit of a spike. But yeah. Matt said that he really wanted to have the suit. Not something that anyone could 
make, but something that was more practical. Real world you application. Go crazy with it. So that's why you have armor instead of Kevlar. Yeah. So it's like Batman getting shot when you have Kevlar. He gets shot in the same spot t- more than twice. It's going through. Yeah. So having armor makes more sense. Yes, he's slower, but that's what you expect out of like a, essentially a souped up Iron Man. Yeah, kind of like uh, like a slightly lighter weight version of the Batman uh, armor Batman suit we see Ben Affleck wearing um, in BVS. No, yeah, BVS and Justice League as well, I think. Um, yeah, I, that's what I liked about it. It's just like it looked like something a uh, dude like it's like in the Christian Bale movies. Like, oh, I ordered ten thousand just so no one would suspect. This is the guy that orders ten thousand of anything. This is the guy that orders all the parts himself, mm. and he's going to be like uh, ten what? different dealers or something. Yeah, even yeah. just you know, smart, but 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 yeah, exactly. They just small. Yeah, the kind of guy that's like, okay, I need body armor. Okay, how do I figure out how do I make body armor? I'm not going to order body armor. How do I figure out how I make it? How it can actually be uh, applicable to me in the environment yeah. that I'm in? And that's what I love about it. It's like what Bay said about putting the car together. I yeah. love when they show the genius of these characters because like like with Spider-Man, we got to see Andrew Garfield's genius in his movies, whether or not they're much more well, like... Oh, do you remember when he actually makes, it? what Garfield actually makes the, 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 the web liner work first yeah. he's not even wearing it you know he has it all kind of set up in a lab kind of thing and, so he's, and he's going like you could see there, there was this glee like yeah. actually tangible glee but i have to say one thing you know but do you remember the car chase against the penguin mm. and uh he he causes uh some sort of truck or tanker or something to go over and there's a big explosion so so uh batman goes truck up, or something it was a petrol truck and uh batman gas truck Vinny, mm. uh, and he goes up the ramp truck. And then, like, Penguin, like, he goes up the ramp. And then Penguin goes, ha, I got away from him. Well, that sure was some chase. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I'll be on my way. And it was just like... And then, like no, I like, love Penguin's reaction. Though, that like, man comes out. Uh, it's like, how long were you in the air? <laughs> uh, oh, man, I love Penguin's reaction. Well, it's like, I got gonna, you. I got you. On the ramp. So remember when he's driving and the ramp drops down and he hits it into boost and or into Nas and he goes up. So right when he's going up, that's when they cut over to Penguin going off because it explodes so it's exploding as he's going up the actual ramp so that's how he gets in the air yeah. so it's it's a cut and people lose like sight of time at that point because they're trying to show you two different aspects of what's at the same thinking. time yeah 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 they're seeing what he sees and what he sees at the same amount of time so yeah. colin farrell going i got you i got you and then it cuts to okay real time again and then batman jumping through the fucking flame yeah super badass and dropping down, it's just uh. Uh, man, like uh, it was just so fucking cool though. Like you can, like, like even though for me, I thought it could have been slightly shorter. The pacing was my only issue with the entire movie. Like, but it looks so fucking good. Like everything about it, like the opening sequence we were talking about earlier, like with Paul Dano, his the first appearance as the Riddler. That's like something you see straight out of a fucking 19, uh, 1990s kind of drama, like those kind of real thrillers, like a seven or something like that. Like, and the yeah. way he plays with the media, like the Zodiac movie, we've got to see both David Fincher movies actually. But like you can see that that style, that kind of gritty griminess. And then when we got to see the, the city center of Gotham, where it looks like Times Square, what kind of like Times Square meant? Remember like the old 1970s? New York kind of yeah. movies, that kind of stuff. And I love the way it just captured like it's like it's obviously a, a titan of a town or sorry, titan of a city, and it's got this massive global effect, the city, this position it holds, but it's like it's gone past its prime that it's in the downward spiral, like everything about it is cool and massive, but it's not as new. 
and everything about it has aged and everybody about it has aged and everybody in Gotham has just kind of been worn down by what it means to live in Gotham and Gotham itself has been worn down by what it means to be Gotham and I just love that the way it captured this kind of 1970s 1980s New York type feel because some of my favourite thrillers and dramas were made either in the 90s about the 70s and 80s or made in the 70s and 80s and a lot of times they were set in New York and some of the best crime dramas were from there and that's what they did with Gotham and this to kind of capture that old Old school New York feel. Yeah. <laughs> Great reply there, Bash. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, got, I got nothing to say because the next thing I was going to talk about yeah. was, was Batman blowing out the top of the ceiling. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. If somebody explained to me, did Batman go down and lay a charge? Because I was expecting during that scene, I thought that the bat plane might No, no. He, he laid charges. And, they, and I love to see that scene where he's like, he's you know, Batman like shuffling around. Yeah, Batman shuffling around going, that's one. <laughs> two god everyone's drowning inside i better hurry up <laughs> you know because it was well i i think when he i think when he found i think that that blowing up part was to distract those dudes from shooting yeah so, yeah yeah the blow up part he drops down which was super fucking badass him the blowing up him dropping down just i mean wow and yeah. then him just beating the holy fuck out of all those guys and then like when he when he puts the when he puts the little uh the proximity mine or the time bomb on the on the fire extinguisher and it blows up and the smoke and he jumps out of the smoke and like the barrel roll on the dude and throws the other guy at the other like it's it's out of a video game yeah. but it's out of a comic too so it's just like you're watching it and you're just like man every almost every comic book movie that you see is like happy and you know it's this this movie felt like you were watching a comic book come to life yeah, man, one thing I love about Batman's fighting side is he's the master of misdirection. Like, you know what I mean? That's what, like you're saying, he used the fire extinguisher. That explosion is not just like about the cool entry, you know, it looks fucking awesome. Is that when you're going into battle, if you're uh, outnumbered, what a great way to do is disorientate your enemy so you can actually ambush them and you can actually use their numbers against them. And that's what yeah. he did. It's like, I'm fighting in a tight cor- uh, quarter. They're shooting at a crowd en masse. I need to go in there. I need to stop the shooting, like you said, Beige. And I also need to disorientate them so I can start taking out motherfuckers as soon as I make landfall. And that's what I love about it. Like, he fights with a strategy and he's like, he's constantly like, as he says earlier on in the movie, the shadows, I could be in any shadows. I've become the shadows kind of thing. Yeah, like, shadows, or, yeah you know what I mean? Like, he's everywhere and nowhere. Remember and the first guy in the subway? Sorry, on your, to, to just jump on your pint. Oh, we'll work away. The, far, the, the first guy in the subway, I am vengeance and all. Like, mm. he breaks that fucker's arm. <laughs> oh yeah you, you know what I mean like and it was such that kind of thing where like yeah you got the numbers on me but there that's what I can do to you in one second so yeah maybe just 10 of you so maybe you can beat me no problem beat me then which one goes first yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. that that is a powerful thing the taser and he goes to choke the kid oh he just yeah the shit out of his neck and holds it there he yeah. doesn't let go yeah, when he's really when he's... badly yeah really yeah. holds it there really fucks him up mm. so it's like non-lethal but anything up to that, like, well, uh, to be fair, I don't think he's out to like literally like break spinal cords and, and cripple or anything like that. So I'm not, it's obviously it's before that, but let's just say up to that broken, broken, arm, broken arms, broken wrists, broken knees, broken legs, deal with it. Not my problem. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't force you to come here tonight. Um, but uh, and <laughs> anything, anything short of that, he just doesn't give a shit. And I love that because yeah. it, it wasn't 
Because he's not refined yet. He's not no. about this. Like he's about. No, he's not like pressure points. And, yeah, it's, oh, a, it's yeah, a personal yeah. vendetta at this stage, as he says. I am vengeance. He's talking about I'm the vengeance of Gotham. I'm the vengeance of my parents. I'm the vengeance of my trauma. That's what he's talking about. And I am vengeance. But he hasn't learned how to harness that rage. And that's the difference. Like he's going in. He's just obliterating dudes. And later on in the movie, that's what the whole climax is about. That he finally realizes that I can't just be vengeance. I have to be more than a vengeance of uh, or a symbol of fear. I have to be a symbol of heroism, and I have to be a symbol of good in Gotham. So that's why he said when he starts saving people and people start trusting him, and that's the first time he goes from being a vigilante to a hero. And like even though the climax for me was much bigger than the rest of the scope of the movie, um, it was very important when you look at it, especially when I seen it the second time. That that move that moment is so important for him realizing I have to be more than vengeance. I have to be something else. You know what I mean? I have to be a symbol of hope. And that's the difference between him at the start of the movie and him at the end, where he realizes that he has to save people as well as hurt people. And that's what he can do. And that he can be a symbol of hope and good as well as be a symbol of fear. If you if you can be a symbol of fear to your enemies, but at the same time being a symbol of hope to the, uh, the people that got them and showed them that they can raise up against these kind of things. And I think that's what he showed at the end, the transition of just being a vigilante to being a hero. And that's what I loved about it. I'm going to bounce on that. I'm all about bounce on that. Um, that's name my sex type. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he did seem to be like the city that it's that thing where something so terrible happens to you you really don't want to see it happen to anyone else yeah and that's great that's that's the that's humanity. oh yeah exactly but it's humanity at its finest yeah it's humanity at its absolute finest that you can think about anybody else why many people like, become doctors or yeah, yeah. First responders yeah it, 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 if you don't let it swallow you and and you actually try to turn into some because a lot of times people go off the rails and mm. they end up very self-destructive which is also absolutely fine because that's how severe a trauma it was yeah um but he decided to turn into something good but obviously anything can become a compulsion yeah so then yeah. the city itself became like his responsibility he yeah. needs to be at, like, and it's and, and I they did do that well. Even he's, you know what? He, I I know I'm sounding like I'm contradicting myself, but even he's Bruce Wayne did that well because he's Bruce Wayne was still kind of being Batman. You know yeah. what I mean? He's Bruce Wayne was just like he was tired. He came into the lobby and you know, um, Alfred was working out one of the of the Riddler's puzzles, and he's he's tired because he's just he's just been Batman for the last few hours, and he's just going to go back and be Batman some more. You yeah. know, you just you just caught him on a toilet break or something. You know, yeah. um, so even that, like the city itself, became his his um his his most hated thing, his most loved thing, his girlfriend, his his passion, his absolute everything. So like. I do think that it's it's great. It, it's the best component of humanity, but it takes a nice gothic kind of dark twist, but not to the point where he becomes an anti-hero. He's a flat yeah. hero. He's an absolute yeah. flat hero. And I think, to be fair to Robert Pattinson, I think he did that extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and I've softened up in my approach to his... Um, I'm not going to say he was a good Bruce Wayne because that's not what I know of Bruce Wayne, but to be fair, it's year two and he's quite young. Yeah, and the points Beige made as well. Made yeah, no, they're valid so. points. They're, mm. they're, they're valid points, and I have to I have to confess them. But Beige, if I had to, like, absolute gun to your head and your life depends on it, what didn't you like about this film? Are you serious? We cannot keep it for the end. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> I don't know. I had a question. I went for it. Uh, we have a best and worst section for this kind of then, stuff. Then... I relinquish my question. <laughs> Beige, these are not the robots you were looking for. <laughs> Roy, oh, God, oh, my Roy. God. oh my God. Vinny, keep all of that in. <laughs> so I, I, I do I do think 
going with the comic book of Catwoman being Carmine's daughter yeah. was beautiful because then you understood why she was so angry. And it wasn't just because he's a bad guy. No, he's kind of a piece of shit. And by kind of, he is one. Like, yeah. he's a huge piece of shit. And to find out that he killed her mom and, like, she had to grow up in foster system. And what, then, you like, think this doesn't hurt me? Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Right? And then just, like, like even Paul Dano's backup story, when he's telling that story about orphans, like, mm. that little soliloquy of, like, him talking about one baby dying every winter, him being on drugs at age 12 just to get through what he was going through, uh, rats gnawing at your fingers while you slept, that kind of brought you into, like, man, like all these guys that destroyed the Wayne fund or the, or the, just the city fund, you're just like, dude, like, each one them, yeah, the renewal, each one of them got what they deserved. Like, mm. even when you start thinking about it, it's like, you know, you understand why yeah. he's so fucked up. The best villains are the ones you can relate to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though you don't agree with their actions, you can still understand their actions. And it always you- makes you think, well, if I was pushed that to that brink, like if I was pushed that far and yeah. I was capable because of like so many, you know, if I had like, obviously this guy's got. I can like, imagine your riddles. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you can never fight me. I'm not the one. My name might rhyme with something like Noel John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was good. That was, that was good. That was good. Oh, that was some evil oh, villain oh. shit right there. That was good. You see the little oh. cat behind you? Oh. Oh. That That's oh, it. That's all you That's need. That's the smartest thing you're ever going to say. That's the clip. That's the clip. You have literally just, you've reached the top of the mountain. You remember when Homer was like, I guess he's barking up the wrong bush during the George Bush episode. And he was like, well done, Homer. The smartest thing you're ever going to say. And it's the owner of the earth. So this is yours, man. It's on record. Well wow. That was great. I'll give you that one. You deserve an Oscar or a slap. Either, 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 either one. If Will Smith comes up and slaps me, he's going to get some of the Irish smoke. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm holding back. I'm very angry with you. I live at 4150 Woodwill Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> very, very short. That's what I, was, what I was about to say is that he's not. He's not just higher digits than me like he has an extra digit than me like you know yeah. so but like but you could imagine if you could like strike back you would yeah and uh like and you know it's like what would you do if somebody hurt one of your kids what would you do if somebody hurt one of your parents or so or like or, or just anyone in your life and you kind of talk about Prince Mirror Batman yeah I know uh, I actually don't know we go we could go like we could go to a dark place and 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 both people had something terrible happen to them and one was from pure affluence but he lost his parents and then the other one was just so far down the rung a kind of forgotten person who was swallowed up by the system so one person went after the crime element because that's what took his parents and one person went after the system because that's what did it that's what fucked him over took his and, life yeah t- and and uh, yeah no and that he did he did he did um strike a a sympathetic character and that's hard to do with somebody who does like objectively terrible things but it, it's, it's it's good storytelling Paul Dano is such a talented fucking actor, though. He really oh, Paul is. Dano is such a talented actor. He, he really is. is. He's, like, he's it's actually, hard to believe yeah. that he was one of the kids in, um, uh, was it that fucking uh, porn, porn star movie, The Girl Next Door? 
Do you know that movie? With oh, him? yeah. Yeah, he's like one of the, he's the kid with the big dick in that. Do you know that movie? Uh, like, you know, it's it's amazing that he came from like a comedy like that to be in a movie's like fucking the I mean, he was blood. in There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Oh, man. Him and was him he and in that? I haven't watched that film Dude, in a while. Man. His acting in that next to so Daniel awesome. Day Lewis was just amazing. So good. <laughs> so good. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like when I seen that movie, and I was like, wait, this is the kid from Girl Next Door. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like, he's been as good as Danny Day Lewis in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? On like, par. They they were they were on par with, with each other. Yeah. I, I did like the element of like you ever watch like superhero movies and the main thing of their what they're trying to do, like their main scheme, the, the hero always thwarts, right? Yeah, except yeah. for like Infinity War when he's the snap. Yeah. This was yeah. awesome because the main thing that Riddler wanted to happen happened. Yeah. Like the 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 levees blew. Um it, it flooded. Kill they everyone. got shots on people, they got everybody in there. The guys were up there shooting. It wasn't like there's was only one shot, they were shooting at people, so you don't know how many people they actually killed. And then to add to that, like Batman has to come in late. It's not in the nick of time. It's not, oh, I got no, it's late. Every every moment in this movie. Batman was late. Yeah, he was it, never on time. It, it shows him, doesn't it? Like that. Like this is something that's going to be huge for the character because it's going to show him not to play other people's games. You know what I mean? Like because that's what he does the entire way through it. He's always one, literally one step behind the Riddler because he's always showing up with the crimes after they've already occurred. And like yeah. that's what I loved about it. That <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, the Riddler kind of won. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, even Batman... Whittler, well, winning was never the objective. Like, yeah. like whatever we call winning is in, yeah. I've, ta- I've, I've taken all the money from the bank and I've got away with it. That's just winning. That's just mm. really, really simple. But winning was destroying yeah. the city. And, he, and, and he, did, you know, and he, he achieved that in such a huge yeah. way. Yeah. And he's, when he's in the cell and he's just going like, like he's like he's conducting a symphony. He's just yeah. like boom. He's just yeah. he's as happy. He's happier than me or you or I will ever be. Yeah. And how he lost was the city still fell hope. I yeah. think that's how he lost. That's the only yeah. reason because of how it's Batman. How, did, it's how Heat Ledger's Joker lost because he was trying yeah. to prove that society. You know, the the, the people in the, the one ship would choose themselves. And yeah. People, yeah. Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I love that fucking line. Like that's what yeah, it shows that like pretty much I'm I hate myself so much. I hate what's looking back at me. And he sees society should be a mirror of what he is. And if it's not, they believe that anyway. So when you have a character like Joker in the furry scene, or when you have the Riddler um in this where he thinks that Batman is gonna just go and he's not gonna save people, he's just gonna go and try like you know uh, kill out everybody or whatever and go to the same way the same kind of ends he's gone. But what he did was he went to the uh, opposite direction. Batman put himself on the line. He like electrocuted himself to save all those people. Like you know what I mean? He could have died then. And then like the first thing he does when he gets out of that water is start rescuing motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So that's even though the Riddler kind of won in a sense, but in a sense, he also lost. There's one thing I loved about this movie that the actual actions of Batman after the walls collapse and all that is what turned Batman into a hero. And it's kind yeah. of like, it's the thing that Riddler never uh, didn't want. He thought Batman was going to be like him. He's like, he's damaged. He wants, he hates the city. He's turning on the city. He wants to destroy the system. But what Batman wanted to do is not destroy the system. He wanted to repair the system. And like, you know, and that was the differences kind of between the two characters. And um, Batman was, didn't even realize that until the Riddler showed him how damaged the system really was. Is one thing I loved about it, you know? 
no, no, no. Like when he's screaming, dude. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, no, no. You're just like, dude. Because it's a rehearsed like, moment. It's a rehearsed yeah. moment. Yeah. In his head, in his head, it's like, okay, he's gonna love this. It's gonna be great. We're gonna sit here, we're gonna be friends, you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Noel does at night and touch buttholes. It's gonna be great. And then when when Batman called him a psycho and a pretty much a piece of shit, and that he he wasn't gonna be remembered, yeah. it, the, the, the 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 switch just yeah flipped, and it was yeah. like what the fuck. And that's the greatest thing about this, what people didn't understand, is that in that moment, Batman created the Riddler mm. because you had a psychopath, you had a guy he was okay with being caught. Yeah, like most he, he was good at that point of Batman going against him, he created the Riddler mm-hmm. because now he's in a cell. Now he gets to ponder, how do I hurt Batman now? Exactly, exactly. Because before it was like, nearly, Joker, how, yeah. how do I entice Batman nearly, wasn't it? It's also yeah, the thing now with how do I hurt him. Now you have a Joker sure. in another cell. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when they panned out, there were two more cells. Oh, empty or full? You don't, you no, don't there was know. two more cells. There was two corner cells, and yeah, just like an L shape, and it was like one, two, three, um, three being the Riddler and four being the Joker on the L on the like, you can see like, a shadow in one of them, and then something moves in the other one. So you don't know who's in those other two cells. We just need to watch this movie 18 more times of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll 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 stream it with you and we could watch yeah. it together yeah. and just do it that way. I'll watch it more times. It's- um, <laughs> but before we get to the, the next section, Beige, I want to ask you, have you ever seen the animated movie Hush? Batman Hush. The DC movie, man, Hush. Uh, yeah. Did not like it. Did, did not like it. Oh, not, I love do, it. Not, do you not think that uh, the Batman took a lot of its influences from that movie and how it styled uh, the Riddler, even though they didn't call him Hush like that movie did? Yeah. You know. So but- I think they styled the Riddler... After Hush, I just didn't like Hush because that's not Hush. Yeah, Hush isn't the Riddler. Hush is uh, Sam Elliott. Yes. James so Elliott, is it? Jamie, sorry, that's who Hush is. And when yeah. they said Hush on the screen in the Batman movie, mm-hmm. I like got all gr- like that. Like, are they going to do Hush at some point? Be awesome. Where he's doing surgery on people throughout the city and killing people to make Bruce Wayne's face. Yeah. Like that, I was thinking, like that's. I like they took the the Riddler from that because the Riddler is supposed to be psychotic. He's a killer. Yeah. He's not jokey. He's not campy. He's not wearing a spandex fucking suit, dancing around with a big ass fucking cane that lights up like a fucking ring pop. He's the Zodiac. You know, he, he's yeah. He's it's like Bane. People think mm. Bane just some big ass brute. No, Bane is hella intelligent. Great military mind, tactician, probably the greatest yeah, tactician, tactician. That, that 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 Batman's ever gone up against. Yeah, so that's my thing. Like Riddler think... probably edges him on like sheer intelligence, maybe. Yeah, but he's like as a tactician, as a general, untouchable. Yeah, people need to be reminded of Batman's rogues gallery mm. of who these guys actually like the penguin, Doctor Freeze. Oh, dude, mm. yeah, Victor Freeze. Like mm. he is, he was a scientist, and some horrible shit happened. The system fucked him. His company fucked him. And the only way to save his wife and do what he needed to do was to turn to crime. And when Batman stopped him and almost killed his wife, that turned him into Mr. Freeze. Like, people need to understand these guys are criminals. <laughs> Dr. Freeze. Well, <laughs> you call him Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, 
people understand these guys are criminals. Mm. And then when Batman gets a hold of them after that, they become like just super criminals, super villains. Well, super criminals, but just like upscale bad guys to a point where like these are the guys you don't want to F with. And it gets yeah. to a point where that's how it's supposed to be. Batman is the reason why these people exist. Yeah. He's not there to stop them. He's the reason why they're there. Yeah, it's kind of like um, they said that, like uh, with the Joker, kind of like in the the Nolan trilogy, that like he was a reaction to Batman. Yeah, Batman showing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's the thing. Like where it's like his Batman is kind of like this, almost like the snake that eats his own tail. That like he, the more he fights crime, the more criminals he creates, and yeah. actually to a higher level because they're like the escalation is uh, that he brings. It's like but to talk about Batman begins that like the escalation of his very existence creates people that want to escalate to try and match him because he becomes kind of almost like. The, the apex predator, but you want to replace him as the apex predator. So you have to escalate to a, a new level altogether just to compete with him. And yeah. with Batman, even though he's stopping crime, he also escalates crime. And that's what I love about him, just the weird juxtaposition of him as a character. And like the fact that he doesn't kill his villains gives him an opportunity to constantly come back as well. Like, you know, it, it's just a fucking such an interesting character. And that's why he's got he's got some of the best villains as well. But um yeah. But like before we let you get the fuck out of here, Beige, we normally do on Dark Side and we do all our MCU comment uh, content. We do a section called What If and then we do best and worst and then we get the fuck out of here. But since this is DC, we're going to do something a little different. It's going to be similar to What If, well, the exact same, really, just a different name. It's going to be called Riddle Me This. So, Beige, Riddle Ooh. Me This. If you were the director of the Batman, what would you change? The one thing, and I'll throw it to you then, Noel. The one thing I would have changed in this movie is I would have introduced Harvey Dent as an assistant DA who didn't like those dudes going out to party. Mm. Like he was the only person in that office that wouldn't go out to yeah. party. So at least Harvey Dent was clean. Like that's yeah, Harvey Dent's origin is he's clean as they call it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. You have that, you know, you could have showed, I mean, it would have been too much, but Batgirl, I mean, I like everything else. Just like for, for, for me showing Harvey Dent for me would have been a little bit better. Cause there's a lot of screen time that didn't need to be on there for, for, for some people showing Harvey Dent, would have been, you know, needed screen time for him. And if, even as long as like two minutes, but showing how good he was, because remember the DA is gone now. Mm. A lot of people in his office are gone now. So Harvey Dent would have been the DA going forward. So mm. that's the only thing I would have changed is just, you know. Fill the background part. with better characters. Yeah, just bringing in Harvey Dent. I mean, the way Riddler killed people was fucking awesome. Mm. with riddles he killed people with, with, with riddles which is great but yeah it would have been uh the harvey dent aspect that would have been it how would you know i would have i loved the saw style uh trap that was placed around the neck of the, uh, the yeah that's it yeah and um I would have loved that because if somebody shows up and hits you in the back of the head with, I'm sorry, it was it's some sort of woodwork tool, not really a hammer, or whatever. That it was, was a car. It was a carpet hook. They call it. What did he actually call it? it Andrea, the the, the 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 word escapes me. But yeah. uh, that's a that's tucker. It's a tucker. A tucker. Tucker. Yeah. And mm. and he kills him with that. And everything he does afterwards is completely superfluous because you're dead. Yeah. Like you know, it sets up the scene and it makes it all very very dramatic. Well, no, remember? he wasn't dead. Oh, yeah. he was alive when he cut off. He was alive because remember he cut off his thumb. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was sorry. Alive. No, I have him just him unconscious. <laughs> the thumb drive. Yeah. I relent, sorry, I relent. I relent to that point. Yeah. But I, I love that they in the the whole idea that you get the chance, 
And like the Saw franchise for me just went off a cliff. And I, I yeah, just think it's but the so first ridiculous. one was amazing. But the first yeah. one was amazing. And I love the fact that the, 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 the I loved a, a Riddler who was, let's just say, out to punish, but also you had to admit to your sins. Mm. You know, I love even if it was yeah. an outside, even if none of them survived, none, 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 because the guy was like, it doesn't matter if I die. Okay. By saying he's going to come for my family. And I like that. I, I remember watching that scene go, that's awesome. And if somebody, and I, I could believe it because somebody as intelligent as the Riddler could pull mm. the shit off. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I would have liked a little bit more than that. I, I just would have. I that, that would have, that was, that, that just kind of like, let's just say, um, scratch the itch that I have for a little bit of violence or a little bit of horror kind of theme because that's my genre. But um, yeah, that, that would have been the thing. I think if I was in the director's chair, I would have had more fun with the demise of the few victims that there actually was. Uh, I know there was a flood and stuff, but that's all off screen. There's no like numbers for that. Yeah, that the yeah. actual Are we going stuff. back to Stalin again, dude? And, <laughs> and here's the thing about Stalin. <laughs> the current claim Stalin wouldn't have put them. History. Stalin and I got my Karl Marx fucking salt and pepper beard coming in. Uh, 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 but uh, my my uh, only uh, my uh, uh, answer for the the riddle that I pose myself, I suppose, would be the a movie that's three hours long that left a lot of things in that really could have been slightly lifted out to increase the pace or the better the pace in the film, in my opinion. They should have left in the Joker scene with Barry Keown. No. Yeah, no, I definitely think they should have because it has that whole like Hannibal Lecter vibe to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like where he's kind of helping him with the case. Like, but where would you put it? I'd put it in uh, in the middle of the investigation. Like, uh, Yeah, like, but then you bust your nut. Like people would be focused on the Joker at that point, not the rest of the movie. It's not an invalid point. It's not an invalid point. Yeah. No, it's a valid point to put him in. The no, movie. no, no. I, I'm back to you. It's no, but I, I, but I do think that like people would see that's and, and like Benny said it. Mm. The Joker is such a you know Iconic monumental character, character mm. that when you put him in a movie, that's where your eyes fixate. Yeah. Like you have Batman, but once you know you put him in that movie, I get it. It would have been awesome because it would have been like he's helping him. Yeah, catch you know the Riddler. Yeah, but at the same point, your eyes and your focus would be like, "Hey, when's Joker coming back on screen?" Yeah, is no, he going I, back to see the Joker again? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I you know. Yeah, no, I I kind of I I think uh, it was a cool scene though because like he, he established Barry Keown as the Joker. You give him a bit more screen time. It's only five minutes. The movie's three hours long. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, uh, he, he couldn't. You can put it in. I'm not sure what the files were he showed him. But I'm sure if I looked at that scene, like really detailed it and inspected it, I can see the exact part I could put it in the movie. You know, that kind of way from the evidence he's showing him. So you can really settle it in. And in that scene at the end where you see Joker with the Riddler, I know you get the big reveal when that scene's cut out. I totally understand that. But I think with a film that slowed down in a lot of places that I didn't necessarily need to, I thought it would have been a cool scene, even if you shortened it down to three minutes instead of five, you know, that you could have had him come in. Maybe he didn't see the Jokers clearly. You could maybe like fuck with the edit in there that you just allude to him where you don't really show his face in the same way you don't really show him at the end. You could do that or you just hear his voice or some shit. But I just think that that scene was cool because I love Science of the Lambs and the Joker, In even though with all his uh, mania and all his craze, he's still the, the, clown, the clown prince of crime. Like, you know what I mean? He's still a very highly intelligent sociopath. And like, I love the whole aspect of a serial killer, you know, it takes a maniac to catch a maniac to quote Demolition Man. But you know what I mean? That like, I love the whole aspect of like, even though 
he would be working with, maybe he's working against him at the same time in the same way that uh, Hannibal Lecter is working with uh, Clarice in Science of the Lambs, but at the same time he's communicating with Buffalo Bill long before they ever find out that he's have he's played this game. And I thought that you could really introduce the Joker there, set him, set him up for the, the final scene, because then when you see him in that cell, you're like, holy shit, it's you beside the Joker, and then you hear the laughter. And all this stuff. And, you know, I, I can totally understand why they left him out. And your point is totally, totally valid that he didn't want to distract away from the, the main villain. It's This is the Riddler's movie. And having the Joker at the end is just like a little uh, kind of full stop on the statement you've already made. Um, and having him through it is a distraction, maybe so. But like I thought it was a cool scene that warranted maybe some sort of screen time, but I can totally understand your point and the reason Matt Reeves left it out. But, um, so, Noel and Beige, that's our riddles answered. So, what's your best and worst of the Batman experience? Noel, I'll go to you first then, Beige. Best of the Batman experience is... Oh, and I'm torn between just how much I like Colin Barrow as a Penguin, but because he wasn't such a big player in this film, I'm just going to go with the fact that the fight scenes... He get I, I get that if Batman get onto this room and fought me that he just kicked me kicked the shit out of me six ways from mm. Sunday and that'd be the end of that but if I had the numbers of 20 to 25 yeah. that you would you would probably still get your ass kicked but you would, I just love that I hate that mm. I hate that absolutely like you know like even as much as I love Deadpool do you remember the whole like I've only won but such a such amount of bullets left so you're going to have to share and yeah. he jumps over a car and he shoots three guys in the head yeah. with like one shot and you're like yeah like it's it's good and it's fun but it's silly it comes and, like, back the, the, the second Matrix, he fought like a hundred agents after having mm. such a hard time with the first, and it's good and it's over the top, and he enjoyed it. But there was no sense of I don't know. I felt like this guy was like a little bit in over his head at times, and yeah. I love that. You don't get that in superhero films. Man, um, it comes back to a line I love from Rome. Uh, James Foy says it. The uh, pure, sorry, James Purefoy. He plays Mark Antony. Um, there's a part where after Caesar gets killed and he's running away, and they're like, "He didn't stay and defend him." And he goes, "A pack of wild dogs can kill a lion." Like, it's the numbers game. And that's what I loved yeah. about it, even though he's so well-trained that he takes so much damage in this. Like, that's yeah. what I really like about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely love that about it. And I suppose um, if I had to say something I didn't like, there's, like, there's nitpicky things, to be honest, which I, I really, really enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um, I suppose, again, like, even though I've softened up on it, I, I, I would still go back to my kind of Bruce Wayne thing. I, I know it's here too, but because he's supposed to be, again, like the, what's really, what everyone has going for them is hyper-intelligence. Like the reason Batman's such a good fighter is that he's smart enough to know that he will need to be. Mm. And he's driven enough to know that's not something he can skip out on. He can't, he can't think his way around it when it comes to it. Uh, everything was based on intelligence. And um, an intelligent man would know that if I'm going to, do what I need to do to take on Gotham, like 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 more than the entirety of the police force. Me, uh, then I'm going to need to play the game. And yeah. and while he's a young man, he's 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 like he's in his thirties. You know, he's not a child by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So so at the same time, so I would like to just seen like him. I, I would love one little scene where like I actually thought when like all oh, the accountants or whoever are coming and, and Alfred was telling them, I would have loved like if he was forced into a scene and he just had that like moment where and he turned around and he was able to just completely fake it for like 20 yeah. seconds. Like amazingly. Like, oh, yeah. well, it's great to see. He's been faking all his life. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. That's what he does. <laughs> Uh, Alfred's going to get and just like one golf e type joke and one like don't let that guy near my liquor cabinet joke that the, yeah. uh, and so like what Christian out. Bale did like what Christian Bale did I would love a little bit of that and then kind of going yeah that guy's going to keep the money streaming in because 
all he cares about is keeping Batman going, but Batman needs funds. Yeah. Batman needs an incredible amount. So, so, so personal, it's a small peep because I actually, again, Beige made some good points and I've softened up on it, but I'm going to stick by my guns on it at the same time. Beige. Best part, besides the movie being fucking awesome, pants and all that, all their stuff, for me, was the soundtrack. Mm. Batman, the aesthetics, Batman walking, you felt you felt chills every time he walked. That's, yeah, part, of the sound, that's part of the soundtrack. Everybody had their own little theme, decadent theme that would twinkle in. Even Penguin had his. You know what I mean? Like everybody had their own little theme because everybody was important because they all played a role. So for me, that was one of the best parts of that movie. And even even when the car revved up, it was it was you know. I get the little jot, the little like yeah yeah I, I something. Something bad about this movie, man. <laughs> be as nitpicky as you like. Trust me, it doesn't need to be. They should have changed. Andy Circus. Two hours of movie. There must have been one thing. Yeah, Andy Circus. I did not like him as Alfred. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, I didn't think he was going to come for the Cirque Man. <laughs> the Cirque Man, Mister Mocap. Yeah, I, I, I think if you were going to make Andy Circus and Alfred, then Alfred that was ex, you know, military, ex circus and stuff. I think he should have delved more into that. And he should have been a little bit quicker, like him having to walk with a you know cane. And I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's just like there was no like him saying that he had to, he had to, he had to protect you know um, uh, your dad or you know uh, uh, Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Then why wasn't he there? You know what I mean? Like when you say you're his protector, I would have thought your security or if he's security would have been there. But he yeah. wasn't. So now I'm confused on what you're actually doing. Because if you're secure, you're shit at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, Andy Circus was the bad part for me. Yeah. Not bad, but if I had to pick a bad part, that he, he, he was the bad. Part. I, I wanted Andy Circus to be full mocap in this. I wanted him to be like a like a 96 year old <laughs> full mocap Andy Circus. <laughs> that would have been fun. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> like, just throw it in there. He's Mr. Mocap. You know what I mean? I don't want to see live action Andy Circus. You know what I mean? He can be so many things. <laughs> you know, come on. He was Gollum. He was Caesar. You know, just seeing him as a butler is just not the same. That's not the same yeah, fact. Yeah. <laughs> you should at least have like a fake, I don't know. Arm thingy, like you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a nitpicky thing. But uh, anyway, Batman for like the one person in the world who hasn't seen it, we just we it's 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 a thumbs up all round, yeah. I have to give him my best mercy, motherfucker. Oh, do you? Oh, you're you're here. It's this fucking guy. This so you peak. It's just you peaked earlier, man. <laughs> you're just going to start fading into fucking oblivion. To be honest with you. I enjoyed the peak, man, and the downhill is always the easiest part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, you know that's fair point. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so apart from the, the things I talked about, like, uh, or sorry, for the best, uh, for me was the way it was shot. The whole movie looked fucking gorgeous. Like, it just really did. Like, and I noticed that even more the second time I watched it, that like every single part of that uh, city looked real. And like the the way it was shot looked like completely like an old school noir movie. And uh, the tones that even though it was dark was never too dark. It wasn't like the way Zack Snyder goes like, oh, it's dark, so we can't see anything. That's not what it means by dark tones, Zack. Right. So this is what you mean by like where you had like, you know, like ambers and oranges offset in the blacks or blues and kind of weird, like kind of mixtures and shit where things and colors popped off each other. And the color contrast and the palette was fucking awesome. Like apart from how good this movie looked in terms of the aesthetics of the suits, like Catwoman's uh, balaclava was fucking atrocious. 
But like, apart from that, like the suits and everything and the way the Penguin looked, the way the Riddler suit looked, all of that was awesome. But the movie itself was just fucking gorgeous looking. Um, and the only issue I really had was the pacings. Like I mentioned that when you have so many things left in that they didn't put any of the Joker sequence in, it kind of surprised me. Um, that I think it could have been 10 or 15 minutes slightly shorter. They could have sped up a few scenes. There was You felt the lulls. And that's like, when you feel lulls in movies, that means there's a pacing issue. Um, like but apart from that, like every other thing sung about for me, like that, it's a great fucking movie. But every now and again, it slowed down too much. Um, and then when it started to speed back up, it had to speed back up from first gear. So I had to do this kind of gradual speed back up so it didn't seem abrupt. And then I think there was just time wasted sometimes. You know, that's it for me, really. Fair enough. Um, so all right, folks, you want to see anything else about this movie? Get the fuck out here. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I just think it's a really, really, really good movie. Yeah, um, Robert Pattinson is Robin Eleven. What? No, no, he's not. He's really good, Batman. Boo! Uh, <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Was that as wow. good as Vinny's joke? Can we you all went the knows? whole. You went the whole time. That's it. No. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just. It's called consistency. <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, he pulls me back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, motherfuckers. Um, I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Alton Tui. And this is Dark Side of the Moon. That's Beige Benford. That's the Batman. Remember, y'all. Check out, Oro. <laughs> check, check out Oro. Check out ROC, motherfuckers. <laughs> you need to hold that water till I finish wrapping up, you motherfucker. <laughs> This is why I'm only allowed to speak at certain intervals. Yeah. <laughs> and he still messes it up. And he still, still messes it up. Messes yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, that's because you're supposed to hold up the green flag when it's time to go and the red flag when it's time to stop. <laughs> Fuck it. We're taking a hole. Let's get out of here. Peace. Peace. I'm a god. You're a madman. This is the word of Darkseid.